Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. Please wait for your host to begin this meeting. Your meeting is now being recorded. Okay, can you see me okay? Can you hear me? Uh, Yeah, I can uh, see you and hear you. Perfect, we are doing it. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing lovely. Thank you for asking. Um, (laughs) Before we get started, I do have to get through a quick ad read. I hope that's okay. Yeah, of course. Thank you for understanding. This week's episode of 39 Minute Conversations is not technically presented by 39 Minute Conversations. That's right. Today's sponsor of the show is the show itself. And please let me explain. Lately, I've been inspired by stories of celebrities who take the time to build something they're passionate about, carefully crafting and curating a company that reflects their values and their heart, and then selling it for lots of money. In the height of the pandemic, John Krasinski created some good news, a little web series about the nice things happening in the world, and immediately sold it to Viacom in a bidding war. Ryan Reynolds created a gin brand and a cell phone company, sold both for a combined nearly $2 billion. The Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, sold. Reese Witherspoon's media company, Hello Sunshine, sold. Am I about to lament the state of the industry and issues of capitalism and megacorporations? No, because I want to buy a boat. Sure, this podcast started as a labor of love about reconnecting with my creative friends and telling their stories, but none of that is as important is my boat. So I want to take this moment to say 39 Minute Conversations is officially for sale. Investors, listen up. The show is high concept, low overhead. You don't have to pay for Zoom Pro. You barely need an editor. You want to hire somebody more famous and popular to host it? That's fine. I will name my boat after them. I've already done 21 episodes, so you know this concept has legs. Krasinski did eight episodes of his show before he sold it. I'm way past due to sell this baby, and I anxiously await your offers. That's 39 Minute Conversations ready to sell out. And hello, I'm Brian T. Arnold, and this is 39 Minute Conversations, a podcast, hopefully my last one, about reconnecting with old friends and making new ones, but I've only got 39 minutes to do it because I will not be paying for Zoom Pro. My guest today is a writer and comedian that I have known for a long time. She's written for several Nickelodeon animated series, including The Casa Grandes and others that I'm not sure I can announce yet, so I'm not going to here in the intro. Her very funny feature writing debut, Crushed, was released a year ago this week and is available to watch for free on Tubi. She's also written for McSweeney's Reductress and is the managing editor of the Belladonna Comedy. Folks, please join me in welcoming Heidi Lux. Hello, Heidi Lux. Uh, Thank you for having me. You need to get viral children on this. Like, I I think that's the key. Viral children. Okay. By that, you mean like popular children, not like sick kids. No, I mean, they could be sick. Like, sure. But like, um, you know, yeah, kids that go viral. Okay. Uh, That's not a bad idea. It's that easy. (laughs) Okay. I am willing. Whatever it takes to get my boat, I will do um Heidi thank you for doing this I'm very happy to have you on um I'm gonna do a quick intro for you I know you're gonna know all this information but the folks at home don't and uh I think uh I think context is important we've known each other for a long time uh we met doing improv and sketch uh back when I left my apartment and did things uh we were writing partners together on a, at a sketch comedy showcase that shall not be named we are to this day uh in a writer's group together and I it has been immensely cool to kind of um, 
grow and rise in this industry together. I'm very excited to have you on and talk about all of that. And uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, it's like nuts. I was just thinking about how long ago, like blank showcase was. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was like a terribly long time ago. Like I've, I don't even want to like admit how long ago. It wasn't like that, that long, but still like, like, yeah. wow, like so much has changed since. It wasn't like black and white or anything. Um, like it, it was a modern thing that happened. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was five, six years ago at this point, I guess, which yeah. is crazy to think about, especially because the last, you know, three years or so have just been a blink. They've just moved so fast. Yeah, it's so crazy, like how the time like when you're, you know, at residuals every night, like being like, oh, I wish I had representation. And then mm -hmm. that feels like it's like a very like long slog. And then now we're both successful writers. Um, and uh, it just, yeah, it just feels like it's going by so quickly. And um, it's, I don't know, it's so crazy. It's weird. It's definitely weird to think about that. Um, you know, because we are in a writer's group together, you're somebody that I have stayed in touch with in the last three years, which is not the case for all of the guests that I've had, but I'm going to ask you the same question that I always start with because I don't like change and, and I don't do it well. How have the last few years been for you? How did you stay sane during this time? How did it change you? What have you learned about yourself? Uh, well, I feel like you know, but the the listeners at home don't. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, weird because I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like starting to get some traction and I was like, oh my God, like, how is this going to affect me obviously as you sure. do with a global crisis like, yeah it's all global crises are always about ourselves yeah and uh so I was very concerned about me uh a healthy young person uh in the middle of a, a viral <laughs> pandemic and sure. uh I was fine um it's it's just uh no it's just crazy how you think like are are worried that this global catastrophe is going to come along and, and break everything you've been like working so hard to build and um it's just it's so weird I feel like I had so much more momentum like pick up since then mm -hmm. uh so I feel like things have changed for the better um I think the pandemic feels like it's over so I I feel like I've just kind of walled all that off mm -hmm. uh so I, I just have maybe like a blank for for two years <laughs> that's <laughs> like, fair and that's fair and most people yeah the pandemic's over for a lot of people I'm still uh in my home as you know uh <laughs> I go out more than I used to but not enough um I wanted to have you on this week because it is the one year anniversary of crushed of your feature debut and so that's kind of where I want to start um, it is available to watch. It's on Tubi. So for the folks at home, Heidi, what's crushed? Uh, okay. So first of all, if you're going to watch it, make sure you get the right one. There's apparently a different crushed on Tubi. Mm, okay. It's not mine. It's older. And there's also a crush on Hulu. So don't watch that. I mean, you um, can watch them, but they are not Heidi Lux approved. Don't associate me with them because I did not have anything to do with them. Although Dennis, our friend Dennis does know the writer of crush and the writer of crushed. Does he really? Yeah, like he was saying, he was talking about how he uh, he knows the crush people. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's going to be like a showdown, <laughs> eventually coordinated by Dennis, who does know us both. Um, <laughs> but crushed is crushed. <laughs> crushed is basically a uh, a teen comedy. A, 
based on Heart of Darkness. Which is a great, <laughs> a great way to pitch it. Um, what made you, uh, when you first brought that into writer's group and it was, you know, hey, this is my, this is my teen rom-com. Uh, it's based on Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Um, how did you come up with that? And how, you know, how did that, in pitching that, were people like, it's what? Or were they like, oh, interesting. Yeah, so I feel like it, I feel like most people are like, oh, interesting. What is that? Because it's so weird. Yeah. Um. So basically I was trying to think of like a YA feature to write. And a lot of them are based off of, um, books. So like, you know, like Clueless is Emma by Jane Austen, shout mm-hmm. out girl. And, um, uh, another one is based off of another one. I'm blanking on more examples. Uh, uh 10 things I hate yeah. about you, uh, yeah. Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are tons of those. Yeah. You get it. So I was just like, <laughs> I do, I do get it. Uh, I'd look it up on your free time, uh, listeners at home. Um, other examples I, are out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was just spitballing ideas and I was like, LOL, heart of darkness. And then I was like, oh, heart of darkness. Like it actually kind of made sense because mm-hmm. uh, it's basically about this girl who is trying to go after her crush on a school field trip. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, Marlo, the narrator getting, trying to get closer to Kurtz, uh, in the jungle. Uh, but it's her going to Cabo. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 descending into madness on a class trip that's just supposed to be like fun, and it's somebody who just wants it's a it's a girl with a crush, and how crazy that drives her, and it's a very funny comedy. It's very and uh, if you don't mind me saying so, I'm gonna. I hope this is okay to talk about. I this feel like I go on podcasts just to get compliments. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more coming. Don't worry. Uh, but in this moment, I do want to say, and I hope this is okay for me to talk about just knowing you um, at the time, like right before things were happening with crush, it felt like you were kind of in a low place with your writing just yeah. in terms of, you know, uh, is this going to happen for me? Um, and which is a place that we all get to. It's a place that we all feel a lot of the times. And yeah. then, and then crush came together so quick and, and came out so quick that it just, you went from like, what am I doing with my life to, oh, hey, check out my new movie this weekend. And I would like, how did that feel uh, to be in that moment and to go from such a kind of a low to like such an immediate, like, oh my God, it's happening. Well, I feel like it's weirdly, it's very normal. And I feel like it's, you know, helpful for me to remember, like if I'm going through other low points, like I definitely had like, recently like a day where I was like fuck everything I'm going to Glossier like (laughs) spending way too much on makeup that like rubs off immediately uh sure because I I feel like that happens like you hit a low point things are awful and then something happens um and it's totally normal like it's happened to me it's happened to other people Mm -hmm. so if you listener at home are going through a low point just know on the other side of that is sunshine (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very relevant uh, to today because it is uh, sunny after a long period of rain. Oh my Angeles. God, I just I just came in from a walk and it was I I'm I feel happiness again for the first time in weeks. I think it like hurts my eyes like to go from like overcast to like sunshine and like it's visibly it's it's very painful. But that's not the point. Um, there's no pain involved <laughs> in this emotional. <laughs> thing um but yeah it was nuts I was like had I had some rejection on a rom-com I wrote 
Um, and, uh, it was very like upsetting. I was like in like depressed in bed for a week. Um, I was also like PMSing, which has something to do with it, but, uh, so <laughs> regardless, uh, sure. it was, um, yeah, it was like, it wasn't fun. And then I had actually given crush to a manager, um, like months ago. And then mm-hmm. I just like, got a call out of the blue saying like, she sold it. And, uh, does she want to rep me? And <laughs> Uh, and then so was, she sold it before she was even your rep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I like was like, okay, this person's like out of my life, whatever. Another rejection, like, like, you know, just chalk it up to whatever. And then she sold it. Um, and now she reps me and, uh, it, I got the call in December. I did rewrites in January. It went into production in February and then came out in April. Uh, which is insane. That is insane. such a crazy timeline. Yeah, they shot it in 12 days, which is like so impressive because it looks like. Oh, good. it looks it, great. It looks, yeah, yeah. it looks like a real movie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I, when I, when I turned it on to watch it, I was a little later watching it than a lot of the group because I was dealing with some personal family stuff. But I finally was like, okay, I can finally sit down and turn this on. God, I hope it's good. And they shot this thing in 12 days. How is this thing going to look? And like the opening sequence, I was like, this looks like a fucking movie. This is great. I was so nervous. Um, so it sold like right around the holidays when all these like, like, you know, all the holiday movies are on TV and they're shot so cheaply and so quickly. And I was so worried it was going to look like that. Just like an overlay, like, you know, not great acting uh, kind of deal. And it actually, it ended, it didn't end up that way. So it was very, like, no, it's, it's stylistic. It, it, you would never guess it was shot in 12 days. Like it just, it came together really well. Um, you actors, got, go ahead. Oh, the actors have like all like knocked it out of the, they all knocked oh, yeah. it out of the park and now they're like moving on to like successful things. And it's oh, yeah. exciting. The per- <laughs> very exciting. The performances are great. I, I remember looking up like at some point, and I don't know if you, if you've done this, you probably have, it's your movie. You probably looked it up more than I have, but I remember looking it up at one point uh, and I, so many, there are a lot of posts about, I think the actor, the, who plays the crush. Yeah. Jason uh, Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Jason Curtis, the character, uh, the actor yeah. was, uh, so- Chavez. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's his name? Nicholas Alexander Chavez. Very we popular. Follow on, <laughs> we follow each other on Instagram and sometimes he looks at my stories. Hey, that's cool. Um, just whatever he, he's very that. he's apparently very popular in the soap opera world and like a lot of people who are posting about your movie were just like oh my god this character from the soap opera is like doing really dirty stuff in this movie and it's very funny yeah so you immediately had like a little bit of a following to it which had to feel cool yeah it, it felt really cool they did like he did like a live tweet of it and so I was like the weird writer like on twitter following along on all these like general <laughs> hospital fans like Boasting about like the the orange scene, watch it, you'll know. Um, <laughs> and it was very, I felt very cool for like an hour and a half. <laughs> you should feel cool for much longer. How did it feel? I first, how did it feel being on set and seeing, you know, obviously like I've made some indie stuff and some of my friends have made some indie stuff, but this is one of the first times that I feel like, I, th- I think that one of my friends like sold something and then gets on set for it, and then it gets made, and then we get to see it go from like script to page. How did it like script to from script to screen? How did it feel for you to be on set and see like your writing like it created all of this? It was very exciting. Like I wrote, you know, 
it's like I rode a bus and then I got on set and the first thing I saw was the bus like it was like holy shit like this I all pulled this out of my mind and um and it's here it like manifested in real life which is like insane and like a magician (laughs) (laughs) it um and especially for that one because it was like a little bit personal like it's um I feel like it's, you know, it's a cautionary tale more than anything mm-hmm. about what it's like to lose yourself on uh, a crush. And um, it's definitely an experience I've gone through. I'm sure a lot of other women go through. So it's very like that element, like added something to it that felt very good. But um, it's weird. I felt, I don't know. I felt like in our writers group, I definitely felt behind mm. uh, like, for a lot of the time during our writer's group, cause like you guys all have reps, like you sold stuff, you had your options, like all your cool shit going on. And I was like, <laughs> when am I gonna get a manager? It was so frustrating. Um, so I, I finally caught up with you guys. <laughs> I'm sure, not only did you catch up with us, you pulled ahead immediately. <laughs> like, I, and it's something that I think we, like everybody's aware of that, of like, man, it's oh cool, it happened for you. And there's there's always that like, well, why is it not happening for me yet? And then it's, okay, now it's happening for me. And then like, there are other people like upset that it's happening for me and not them, which of course no one's upset. <laughs> like it's, it is, we're all supporting each other, but it is that feeling of why not me yet? And I think we've all felt it. Yeah, and, well, I- Go ahead. I had so I, I will show you, I'll share this story publicly, but I had I queried your manager right before he signed you, and he uh, rejected me, and it was like a very like oh not for me, like it wasn't even like oh this is so funny, but like you know I don't like whatever, we're not taking new clients or anything. It was just like eh, no not for me, good luck, and um and then he signed you like a week later, and I was like <laughs> oh, okay cool. <laughs> with crushed with with that that project and then um I guess it ended up being a positive like things I think things worked out for both of us like yeah yeah Yeah. and I I think your manager seems like he's right for you and my manager is right for me like yeah there's a woman and I feel like it's helpful to have you know being a female writer having women on your team um because they just understand it more they've had like that female experience if you're writing about the female experience Mm -hmm. Uh, like a guy in his 40s is like not going to understand what it's like to have a crush and like destroy your friendships and all that stuff because he hasn't he hasn't done it I mean famously no man in their 40s has ever blown up their life chasing after somebody that they shouldn't have um but no I mean I, I obviously I love John I'm very I feel very thankful to be there I'm glad that you landed somewhere that you are thankful to be I think all you can hope for is to find the manager who your voice connects with. And just because, you know, John felt like he wasn't the person for you. I mean, first of all, like even getting a no from a manager is like, I've heard somebody say this and I think it's so true in Hollywood. The only thing almost as good as a yes is a fast no. Like if you tell me no, like, great. I don't have to wait anymore. I don't have to wonder. Um, So it freed you up to find the person that is your person. And I'm glad that that happened for you. It's very exciting. Yeah. Well, if he hadn't like gotten back to me in a while, like I just would have assumed it's a no as well. There's a lot of like open-ended like Mm -hmm. things where it's like, I don't have technically don't have a no on this, but I don't have a yes. And I've like never heard back. And so it's like a no, it's very, um, it's an assumed, you know, you know, it's a no, but if that no comes fast, it's like, oh, great. My brain can worry about other things now. (laughs) I just feel it's very classy for your manager to 
read my query, like read my script and then get back to me that it's a no. Like nobody does that. Like, I feel like that reflects like very well on him. I think so. Um, Good guy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just like, let him know I'm like being, I'm successful now. No. <laughs> I, Everybody's I doing great. You've got, and yeah, like I was saying, you, yeah, you, you went from being the person who felt like I'm behind in this writer's group to like the first one with a movie, the first one who was like, Hey, check out this finished thing, which was like, I like, that's a comeback victory. You know, that's, 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 if that was a sports story, you, you know, you came back in the bottom of the ninth and you won the game. I, well, I think it happened so quickly. Um, like it was for a streamer that's like looking to like build up content. Um, so th that was it. I feel like if I had sold it somewhere else, like it would, like we wouldn't be on this podcast, at least not for this. And then <laughs> you'd be on anyway, but yeah, we'd be talking about something else right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think our writers group is like very talented it's I feel like it's very easy to be intimidated in our group like we have not to toot our own horn but we have uh half our group has made the blacklist um I'm not one of them um, not yet uh but it's you know it's like uh you John Lauren and now Zach have like mm -hmm. all made the blacklist and it's like easy to be like really like kind of intimidated when you're or like have imposter syndrome when you're like yeah I'm just like sure doing this shitty wrong call. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a group that I feel very lucky that we have because everybody, regardless of blacklist status, is people that I, you know, I knew were good writers and, uh, and were dedicated writers. And speaking of, you are somebody who always has a new something. Like every time we meet or every, at least once a month, it's either brand new pages and what you've been working on or hey guys I was fiddling around and here's a 95 page script what do you think um where does that like drive and speed and like the need to like constantly be creating where does that come from for you uh I well so I feel like there's so many stories to tell like you have to like get them all out because like they're never going to be told if you don't tell them that's so stupid <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's so, I have so many ideas where I'm like, I want, like, I want to see this. So I just write it. And mm -hmm. then, um, I think also I make time to write. Um, I do my mornings are not this morning cause I had a lot going on, but most, most mornings I'm like sitting and working, uh, on something. And then my afternoons are like my more like whatever, like hold down the fort kind of stuff or stuff. Cause, uh, I, I feel like I'm more creative in the morning. So I, mm -hmm. I make my writing time and then my afternoon is like whatever I need to do time, like grocery shopping, whatever. Uh, and then, uh, so that, and then uh, I think also it's just maybe my, uh, just like my <laughs> familial backgrounds, like I'm Polish and we're mm -hmm. very hard workers notoriously. So I feel like there's um, part of me that's just, put your nose down and, 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 uh, and work. Do you, I felt this this week and I'm curious cause it's something I've been feeling this week. So I'm, and you're unfortunate, you're, you have to deal with it because you're my guest this week. Um, do you ever get that feeling when you've like finished writing something and it's just like, what am I doing now? And it's just like yeah. that, that like post-project depression yeah. like all week I have been like struggling with that. And I forgot how bad that feels. Is that, does that keep you writing or is that, or do you not get that as bad as I do? 
No, I'm like working on something now and it's like weird. It's like our rom-com version of the Manchurian candidate because like what Which the is fuck a, is another called? great thing. It's it's it makes just as much sense in a good way as a rom-com, <laughs> a teen rom-com uh, Heart of Darkness. So yeah. like and it's a very funny script. And that, I've watched that thing come together. It's very funny and this is the first the world's hearing of it. Um get ready. <laughs> I'm on the last stretch of it. Um I started it in like it was a similar process with Crushed where it was like, oh, action rom-coms are popular. Let me do an action rom-com. And like, I just looked down a list of all these like action movies to steal basically. And I was like, oh, Manchurian Candidate. And then I was like, hmm, yeah. And then so like, it just stuck with me and I've been working on it. I'm in the last stretch and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with this? It's like so weird. It's like a rom-com with brainwashing. And like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm like, I'm going to have to send this to my manager because I've been working on it for three months and like, like is, she, is she aware that it exists yet? Yeah. I've told okay. her about it, but it's like, um, like, like, I don't know. It might be a thing where I just spent like three months, like, you know, that's everything that we write is that yeah. risk of, of, is this ever, is anything going to happen with this? Am I wasting my time? Yeah. But, um, I am working on something that's more conventional at the same time, but I also, I can't not do it. I can't not write weird. It's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, I've tried to write stuff that's more normal that which you've read and it's still like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have a very distinct voice. Your voice is is high is high is it's it's relationshipy comedy and it is heightened comedy, and yeah. it works. It's very funny, but like, yeah, it's it's you, and that's and you should own and embrace that. I remember I turned in the Manchurian Boyfriend for the first time in writers group, and you guys were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is so this is the most grounded thing you've ever done," and it's like literally about fucking brainwashing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Um, cause I wrote greener pastures, which you're familiar with. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my like more like grounded, like normal rom-com. And it's like, so weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I, you, you know, it's like your voice is your voice. You can't yeah. speak like somebody else. And if you try to do that, it's going to either come out your voice and weird, or it's going to come out bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I had that, I had that feeling when I interviewed somebody on here, I was reading one of their scripts and our, our group for the most part, there are exceptions to this is pretty comedy or genre heavy. Um, but then like I was, I interviewed, uh, shout out, uh, Kevin Sheridan. I read his script before I interviewed him and it was just this very grounded procedural, like, like about like corruption and the police force and it's a great script and I was reading it and I was like I could never write something like yeah, this yeah how do you do that I don't know and I don't know and that's just the kind of thing I think where you have to kind of embrace who you are as a writer yeah. and know who you are as a writer and your voice and just like yeah I will never write this movie and that's okay and yeah. I will write what I write although I mean I think it's like like there is a switch that you can flip like the stuff I've done for Nickelodeon is like not weird like it's not crazy stuff mm-hmm. and I feel like it's like having the pressure of the writer's room like I can't come in with like brainwashing rom-com <laughs> so like like I feel like that that's helpful like I can't you know it's and it's also like almost but, uh I would think I haven't written for Nickelodeon or, or another somebody else's work like you have but 
I would also think it's something to do a little bit with like, there's already a yeah. a framework here. There's already characters. There's already a voice yeah. that I just need to kind of mold myself into. Um, yeah. Let's it's talk about, different. oh, go it's ahead, different. go ahead. Yeah, no, it's different. It's like, there's the, the framework that you have, like you have, you get the Bible and the characters and everything. And that's like, okay. Um, it's, I mean, it's similar to improv where you're like, oh, you have a character. Let me plug them in in different situations. Um, which is an improv exercise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's that and that's easy. But if I'm writing for myself and there's no, I don't have like that, like I want to say like for lack of, like wall, but like not wall in a bad way. It's like that container. Sure. That container, it's like I'm left to my own devices and then it's just, it's going to be like me, like fully me. Which is great. That's what you want to be. You want to be fully you. Fully you is great. Fully you is only you. And I, and that's great. Um, let's talk about the Nickelodeon process. I know you wrote for the Casa Grandes. Uh, am I, am I right to not name anything else yet? Or can you name something other stuff you've written for? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it was on deadline. It was announced on deadline, but I still don't know if they can say it. It's if it's not- on deadline, go for it. Okay. Dora the Explorer. Reboot. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, What's that uh, process like getting into freelance writing for something like Nickelodeon? How did that come about for you? And what is the actual like process of how it goes? It was so random. We, I was at like a thing actually through showcase, our friend Jay Elaine Marco, shout out to her. Um, had was doing like a show and I went to go see her show and I was just sitting at a table with like this person and we were just chatting and talking about like the cookies because uh, the cookies were very small <laughs> and, and then um, and then she's like what do you do I'm a writer um, and then she's like oh if you want to write for kids animation let me know and I'm like yeah I want to work because uh, this was like so long ago and I was so hungry uh, yeah. both uh, physically and metaphorically um, <laughs> And then it turned out it was like the VP of uh, animation at Disney. Um, so I had a writing partner at the time and we we gave her a sample and then she's like, I love this. We don't hire writing teams. Mm. And oh shit, there's only 10 minutes left. There's only 10 minutes left. It goes fast. <laughs> um, and then so that didn't pan out, but then we had our sample and somebody else who uh, used to work at Nickelodeon um, met Nikki and then we gave him our sample and then they gave it to Casa Grandes and then um, so that, that I feel like I'm like talking faster now because <laughs> that's how this podcast goes. It's, this is when the pressure's on. Yeah, it is. Now we're wasting time by talking about the pressure of the podcast <laughs> instead of what I was. Anyway, so yeah, we just gave it to somebody we know and then he got us in and it was very random. Like, and then, uh, yeah, we worked on Casa Grandes and then somebody from the Casa Grandes worked in Dora and he brought us on Dora. And it's just, you can been... slow down. You can slow down. No, it's I okay. can't, Brian. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, what that, and that's basically it and it's just like kind of one of those kind of things where like luck, luck means meets preparation and that's just what the industry is you guys let's go okay so you and I met in the context of improv and sketch comedy we both took classes performed at these various theaters and schools here um I personally recommend improv and sketch to any writer whatever genre medium they're working in uh, I feel like they made me a better writer, gave me yeah. tools to kind of improve and and to build character and all these different things. Not to put words in your mouth, I don't know your experience or what you feel about it, but how do you think if they did, improv and sketch training maybe helped you become a film and TV writer? I think it's helpful with writer's block, like especially improv, because you have to generate so many ideas that you just get used to generating, generating ideas. Um, and that 
like it's like turning on that switch. So I feel like that was great. Um, there was also an element of community, which is uh, great for some people, unhealthy for others. <laughs> um, uh, I Who just, was, was it healthy or unhealthy for you and why? Um, I, I just feel like um, maybe comedians aren't necessarily like the happiest people all the time. That's the first I'm hearing of those. <laughs> Uh, I feel, I, I mean, I hope I'm like a well-adjusted person. Like my parents love me, so I don't have like a uh, terrible trauma from growing up. I think also my mom's side, like ha did have a lot of terrible trauma um, in, you know, during the war. Mm -hmm. And um, so <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's hard to feel like anything's awful when, you know, you are aware that you have food and are not being bombed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, um, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like maybe it's, uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of unhealthy toxic people in mm. the world, especially in, uh, in Providence sketch, especially in, uh, certain sketch groups, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I wish, I wish we could dig into that, but we probably shouldn't, we should, we probably <laughs> shouldn't do that. Um, how do you know, like when you're coming up with you, you mentioned having so many ideas and having to get them all out. How do you know what ideas you want to take to the page versus ones that you're like, oh, not now, or maybe not ever? Like, how do you pick that out and start, you know, writing? Uh, well, I think it'll, I'll have ideas based off of that one idea. Like I'll, it'll kind of, um, uh, I guess snowball or like, mm -hmm. it'll just kind of like build on itself like immediately. And that's, I feel like that's always a good sign where it's like, oh, I'll write this now because it's coming to me. Um, it's kind of like channeling, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever, like, uh, you know, like doing like a seance with your own ideas or whatever. Um, mm. But not, I mean, no, that's yeah. a demo before. <laughs> I, I said, mm, because I thought it was like, oh, I haven't heard it put that way before. That's interesting. Don't judge your metaphors. Just yeah. put them out there. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm a big like walker. I love going on walks and I feel like all uh, it's a good opportunity to think of something. Um, like if you're stuck on something, go take a walk and like it'll it'll kind of get unstuck. Um, when I write, I like to go write, walk to uh, like a cafe. And then so I usually find like I'll be there working my thing. Maybe I'll get stuck and then I'll go leave. Um, and then I'll, on the walk back, I'm like, oh, just like come up with all these ideas off of like whatever I was stuck on. Um, so that helps. Um, I definitely like write ideas down and then uh, leave a lot of them like on some word doc that I'll never sure. uh, look at or I'll, I'll come back to every now and then. What advice would you have for writers who are up and coming, trying to break in, get a movie produced in two weeks and put and put immediately on streaming. God, uh, just I don't know if you have that moment where you're like really depressed and in bed. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing. It, maybe it means that uh, something's gonna something good is gonna happen. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in pursuing this career to this point? Oh, fuck, I only have four minutes and 33 seconds. I know. <laughs> oh, biggest lessons. I think the biggest lessons is perseverance. I feel like it, it's cheesy to say a lot of people say that, but a lot of people say it because it's true. Mm -hmm. um, 
you are going to get a lot of rejection because that's just how statistics work. Um, and you can't be for everybody, um, which is totally fine. Like I, you know, it's like superhero movies, which are like literally for everybody are not for me. Um, <laughs> sure. Like rom-coms are like, which are for me, like are for me, but they're not for you or your manager or whatever. Um, uh, apparently. Sure. And, um, <laughs> uh, which I love is, you, John. which is, <laughs> it's totally fine. Like, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or like you're a bad writer or whatever. It's just different people have different tastes. And, um, I feel like we're a lot more open in the world. There's a lot more opportunities. So there's a lot more uh, opportunity to find your space. I think that's true. And I, I think perseverance is a very good word for it because yeah, that's, there are so many times where it was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to quit. I thought I made it. I got to a level that like, this is where I'm, this is, I finally, the, my life's going to change and then it doesn't. And you just have yeah. to like take those steps. You have to take those hits and just kind of keep going or go do something else. It's just the people who make it aren't necessarily the best at it. They're the people who just don't stop doing it sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, like doing improv, because I started doing improv like a long time ago. And then there were people who were awful. I would like never be like, oh yeah, this person's going to end up writing for a TV show. And they just like didn't quit. They did improv, they got better. Um, they met people. And then now they're like, have sold shows and are staffed. And never, like if you <laughs> took me like, like if me now went back in time through some kind of time machine or back to the future kind of like scenario, um, but it stopped short instead of going back to like where my mom was a kid, like it just stopped, like something, it broke. Um, and like I, for some reason, I was like, oh, name redacted is going to be staffed on a show. I'd be like, you're crazy me. Like, and I probably would have like called the cops or something because I wouldn't believe that like time travel's real. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, you just really have to like stick with it. Like even, you know, if you are not great yet. Um, Honey, like we have two minutes left. Oh no. So I want to give you this time right now to, uh, you know, um, where can people follow you? Plug anything that you want to plug. Um, this is your time. Who are you? Where do people follow you? Uh, I'm on in Instagram at Fabulux. I'm also on Twitter at Heidi underscore Lux, but warning, it's a lot of like war tweets. Because <laughs> I'm very, uh, uh, just, it's been it's been a year. It's been a very yeah. weird year for a lot of Eastern Europeans. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to get war updates and then also see what I'm up to, just follow me there. Um, one year anniversary of uh, the Bucha mass massacre today, by the way. Um, <laughs> So uh, and crushed. What a weird, what a weird week. Very weird. I wish we didn't have a minute because we could talk about like how surreal it is to have career success while yeah. there's literally a genocide of your people. But yeah, normally maybe. I like to end these podcasts with like cutting off while talking about something serious, but that's too sad and serious to. Yeah. But I. But it is. It is. It is so surreal. I'm sure to like this crazy, awful thing is happening in the world, for, and I'm doing okay right now. It's very strange, like, especially knowing that if my, my bacha hadn't gotten us out, I would be like very much so affected by it, like in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's maybe we're lucky we have a minute left because I feel like people are sick of talking of me, hearing me talk about it, but it's, it's something you're passionate about, please. Yeah. It. And it's, it's bad. It's literally genocide. Like yeah. 
it's the worst thing there is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't, I'm going to move us on only because I don't want us to cut us off during such a serious thing. Um, To you, Heidi, what is the meaning of life? Oh boy. Just enjoy it. You guys It's just have fun. Your meeting has ended. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to 39 minute conversations hosted and produced by Brian T. Arnold. Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and tune in for new episodes and don't forget to rate and review. If you didn't like what you heard, please don't do any of that. That's okay too. Thank you and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be well.